0: I'm prepping 2.0. Every prepper has this problem. People say to him, oh, I'm coming over to your house when the collapse hits. You need to come up with a plan for this now because messing this issue up will more likely get preppers killed than any other single
1: issue. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0. With authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in 3, 2, 1.
2: Welcome, everyone. I'm Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on this show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate.
0: Well, hello. Hey, we have another, I always say this, another great show. Here's what it's all about. Every prepper has this problem. People say to him. Oh, I'm coming over to your house when the collapse hits. You need to come up with a plan for this now because messing this issue up will more likely get preppers killed than any other single issue. And then in the after show, we're going to talk about RedStateRealtors.com, our new website for helping Blue State preppers find realtors and places to move. So cool! In red states, yes. So cool. So Shelby. Um, What is the next thing on the agenda?
2: So uh, we always talk about this every week. Who wishes they had prepped? People who live in Bosnia during the 90s. Yes. Surprise, And what did they do?
0: They made a list.
2: They made a list and shared it with us. And you Because it's helpful. It is very helpful. You can find that list on our website, prepping2-0.com, lower right-hand corner, number 11 this week, vegetable oil. This is a big deal. Uh, And it became very real this week in the Glenn Tate Shelby Gallery household when... um, peanut butter went old, that uh, went rancid. Uh, The thing about um, anything oils, peanut peanut oil, nut oils. Motor
0: oils. Okay, I lied.
2: Food oil, food grade oils. uh, Cooking oil of any kind. They go rancid (coughs) after a while. Like rancid, like so you have that weird, funky taste to them. It's gross. It's gross, and it's nasty. Peanut butter does the same thing. There's a couple solutions to such things. One is coconut oil. Yeah. It has a much, much, much longer shelf life, and it's a good substitute to vegetable oils. It does have a slight coconutty flavor, so... It's
0: not awful. It's not awful. Probably not good with eggs. It's
2: not maybe good with spaghetti. Nope. You know, So you got to think about that. The second one is ghee. G h e. How do you spell that? G-H-E. G-H-E. Ghee is a clarified butter that has an incredibly long shelf life. And it's incredibly expensive. Cool thing, though, you hmm. can buy big jars of it at Costco. It used to be kind of one of these specialty item yeah, things. kind of
0: hippie food, let's be honest. And
2: you had to find it in a real specialty mm-hmm. health foodie store. You can find big jars of it. And during all the COVID stuff, when that starts showing up in Costco, I, I bought a jar every now and then. Yeah. We have about four huge jars of it and they sit on our shelf in our preps. So that's a good alternative to cooking oil.
0: May I suggest a third way to deal with the yes. rancicity? Again, I invent a word on every single show. Good
2: for you the getting...
0: rancicity issue.
2: At the and that is the just rotate to, stuff. Yeah, rotate it easy. I made
0: the mistake of grabbing from our pantry a thing of peanut butter that I just assumed it would be good because right. I never really thought about this. We don't the,
2: rotate as much as we should, know. so this is on it us. It said
0: Best Buy 2017.
2: Well, we, and we, you've heard us talk about how the those best are by guidelines. Dates? Yeah,
0: well, this guideline was accurate. <laughs> um, five years after the Best Buy date, uh, it was rancid. So I was on some chemo, which already made me nauseous. And I, uh, you know, had a bunch of rancid peanut butter, which made me more nauseous. So the point is. Don't do that. Yeah, I would say I'm going to throw out a guess here. Maybe two, three years after the Best Buy date is probably a good rule of thumb for peanut butter. But yeah. anyway, yeah. this isn't the Rancicity show. This is a show about a variety of other topics. Three quick announcements, and they will be quick. Lark. Lurkers, come out of the shadows. You hear me say it all the time. If you're listening and you're not a Patreon, you really should become a Patreon for a variety of reasons. Two bucks a month. A lot of people are doing it. You'll get a lot out of it. The next one is something you haven't heard in a while. Be very brief about this. PAM Radio. Prepper Amateur Radio. Electronic flashcards. Learn comms. Take it off your to-do list. PAM DashRadio.com. radiocom Isn't it funny? We're talking about vegetable oil and then a PAM radio, like the nonstick spray. I see what you see did what there. See what I did there? That's I, I awesome. created a mental picture in the listeners' minds.
2: The little I'm red cap on the spray. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So anyway, PAM, P-A-M-radio-radio.com. Check it out. Here's our big announcement, guys. Been working on this for several weeks. Shelby gets scared when I say the following to her. Hey, I have an idea. And when I have these ideas, they often involve... A lot of time and money. A lot of
2: execution on my part. Yeah,
0: but this wasn't one of those. I said, no, it isn't one of those. I said, and
2: and you've started doing this now. I have a great idea and it doesn't require anything on your part. Exactly. And I think
0: that's effective. It's been remarkable. It makes me listen more. Yeah, exactly. So this was a couple weeks ago. Wasn't that many weeks ago, two, three weeks ago.
2: Honestly, I've noticed this huge compliment. When you have downtime as we go through the ups like and chemotherapy like chemotherapy and lying like, in bed, feeling sleepy and gross, you have some great ideas, and Thank this you. was one of them. Thank you. Yes. I, I
0: think all the uh, toxic chemicals coursing through my blood veins give me steroids, good ideas. Steroids, man. Steroids.
2: Oh, He's man. on steroids. Good ideas on Roy,
0: steroids. <laughs> road, or roid rage. Somebody oh. cuts me off, and I'm like, pulling a pistol out. No, I'm not doing Coming that.
2: Coming up with websites, and it's just, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, so websites. So I came up with this idea. This was when we were doing the shows. And all the blog posts and all the planning out the the video bonus shows again available only to Patreons, five dollar and up level. About relocating. Relocating is really on our mind. We're relocating it's on everybody's. And that's mind. exactly right. So many of our friends in blue states at least. I mean like I'm gonna say the majority of people and that people, talk to us about this.
2: And people that in my mind I'm like they're, we'll they're leave. not moving, the oh, roots they'll are never too leave. deep, they've oh, got yeah. too many connect- Nope.
0: Yep. They're moving. all going to red states. So it's this huge thing in our community right now. It Listener, I'm guessing, if you live in a blue state, you've thought about this a lot. So I was like, what can we do to help listeners, and not just Patreons, but listeners of the show? And quite honestly, if it's a website and it gets traction like it's going to get, you don't even have to be a listener to the show. You just have to be on the Internet, which Mike. is like 7 billion people. So. I came up with this. It's a website where you click on a red state, and it's only red states. And that's key to people who've
2: reached out to us. It's only red states. Only red
0: states as defined by the 2020 Electoral College. Yeah, but Arizona's really conservative. Uh uh-huh, It's not a red state, and we're not gonna get into this whole you kind of qualify thing. We're not gonna get into that. Ohio isn't that conservative, but it's a red state. Don't care, that is our dividing line. Mm. Our criterion is 2020 Electoral College. So you go onto this website, redstate-realtors, plural, redstate-realtors, plural. And by the time you hear the show, the website's gonna be up and active, and if it isn't, <laughs> You'll yell at me. So anyway, it's not red, because
2: I didn't execute.
0: I know red states dash dot com. So you click on a uh, red state and then you see realtors who are who have worked with us. And you know how we're finding a lot of these realtors. First of all, a bunch of the realtors are listeners. Well, they're Patreons because we announced this on Patreon earlier. Another advantage of being a Patreon supporter. So a bunch of these realtors are our actual Prepping 2.0 Patreons, which is ultra cool. Here's where we get a bunch of other realtors. And this is this is so cool. This is so cool. Yeah. Um, Patreon listeners. And now it's not just limited to that it's everybody within the sound of my voice um, will let us know, hey, I moved to a red state or I already live in a red state. And I have this friend who's an awesome realtor or the realtor who helped me move to this red state did a really good job. And then I say, hey, have, have those realtors email me and I'll give them more information on this. And that's been happening a lot. But here's the caveat to all this. I don't want to raise expectations where they shouldn't be. Uh, a bunch of the states, the most popular red states, we have realtors for. There are quite a few states we do not yet, emphasis on the word yet, have realtors for. Probably by the time this thing, when you hear this show, which will be um, at the earliest, April 28th, 2021, We'll have more realtors. Please stick with us. This is a work in progress. I expect to be adding a realtor a week or more as the word gets out. So keep hitting this website. Put it, save it as a bookmark. You're going to hear about it every show. So maybe that jogs your memory and you go, Oh, yeah, I should probably look on that. Anyway, don't look at it and there's no realtor for your state and say, Oh, this is useless. We're building it out, but we wanted to get it out to you guys. As soon as possible, because we think this website's going to be really, really helpful. It's going to
2: be a huge tool. Now,
0: just so everybody knows, the realtors pay us a very small amount. Starting June 1st, by the way, it's free until then. There's a little setup fee of 50 bucks. but So, yes, we're going to make money on this. Probably not a lot of money. because First of all, it costs a lot of money to do this website. Here's the deal. We want you guys, whether you're a listener, a Patreon, or just you've never listened to the show and you're a member of the public and you just... Google Red State Realtors. We want people to get out of blue states and to do it very successfully and very, very efficiently and very painlessly. A good realtor will make or break a a move. Yeah. We all know this. I've had bad realtors and I've had great realtors. The difference is stark. So we wanted to give you guys good realtors, will make a teeny little bit of money, okay, it's America, we'll, part, we'll pay taxes on it, that's for sure.
2: Our amazing web designer, yeah. who is, It's so much infrastructure goes into this, mm-hmm. and so much of her time is- all these s- graphics and
0: swirling oh this gosh. and swirling that. So
2: yes, there's a little bit of a fee, right? We're not gonna make money on this. Mm-hmm. Probably for a while because of that. Because it, as if you've started a website, you have to go find the domain, you have to, you have to have got a lot of stuff that's going to be costly. So, that little fee actually offsets that, which is great. So, what's next on our list? Next
0: is um, why don't you tell folks about let's do two of our sponsors in in a a row, and then we'll do another couple. We'll sprinkle them in. We're going to sprinkle them in. We'll do some
2: sprinkling today. Let's do a little sprinkling. Um, One huge shout out to Minuteman Coffee great folks over there. They are the only ones who distribute our specialty. Blend. I miss America.
0: Yeah, we have our own blended coffee. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. kind of
2: cool. I mean, seriously. Pretty little jelly the,
0: out there. It's, mm-hmm.
2: And it's kind of early. It's
0: awesome. pretty awesome. It's
2: what keeps me powered up.
0: Weapons grade caffeine.
2: They have some great blends over there. If you go to their website, you can find them on our website, prepping2 0com over on friends and affiliates. Use the coupon code I miss America at checkout and you get 15% off. I also will add to at the Preparedness Expo in Sandpoint in October. It's coming up
0: October 2nd and 3rd, 2021. Sandpoint, I Idaho. It's going to be awesome. Be there.
2: Be there. And Minuteman coffee will be there too with awesome samples. And it's what keeps me going through that fun, crazy, awesome weekend. I am. It's true. I'm addicted.
0: Well, that's all we have for that. Well, let's get into it. This is the substantive portion of the show. And let me grab my outline. You know, we've been doing this more and more lately. These really detailed. This is a five page outline. Well, and I'm really glad we do it this way because it's very structured and it gets all the information out.
2: We're going back to prior episodes and doing a, a refresh on them because so Big much is changed. Major remodel. Yes. And it's been interesting and reflective as we listen to a show. This one was pretty old. This goes way back. And not only just hearing the sound quality and and hearing the dog bark in the background and all that, but it's that we're in a collapse. I mean, we talk about how, oh, yeah, when the kids go to school and, um, yeah, we can get, you know, and we just listen to what's going on at the time.
0: All the stuff that was working and was normal.
2: The collapse has slid quite a bit since we did many of those shows. And well, so it's very um, apparent, apparent. And it tells us our predictions are yeah. correct.
0: It motivates us. Yeah. You know, the last episode we did was based on episode 53, which was in October of 2019. And a lot of the should not a lot of show. Some of the show that we did was, wow, look at how much stuff's changed. OK, guys, a lot has changed. Episode seven that we originally did this on first aired on December 19th, 2018, Two and a half years ago. Oh, my goodness! Now, I will say that. I will say this. See, I, I picked up your verbal tick that oh, you have. Oh, I need more if coffee. you start saying, by the way, then you've picked up my verbal tick. But anyway. We're so in trouble. Yeah. By the way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the content on this topic has not changed. It is ageless and it has not changed. But just I'm letting folks know that when I went back in time and we listened to that show because we listened to the 2018 show to get ready for this one, it was just apples and aardvarks night and day it was so different but anyway let's jump into it yes um as i mentioned this is an updated version of episode three in the after show we're going to talk about red states-realtors.com but here's here's the thing every prepper has faced the problem of somebody whether it's a close family member or a near stranger saying after they find out you're a prepper of course they say i'm coming to your house when the collapse hits this is a huge problem, or as the actual president of the United States, who is not allowed to take a seat, Donald Trump said, it's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, it's one of the hardest problems to solve in the prepper world. I think it may be the hardest problem to solve in the prepper world, because for all the other things, like you don't have a lot of time or a lot of money, there are workarounds, and we talk about them all the time. There's no workaround for this one. Now, here's the problem. Are you going to take in everyone who shows up you know, because if you do, you're going to run out of food in a few days and you might have a gang find out that you have food and they will kill you. They will take your food and they will kill you. Um, and, and that's a That's think, a problem. Think
2: about what's happening at the southern border with mm-hmm. gangs. I mean, that is a serious thing.
0: Oh, yeah. It's going to be all over the place, yeah. you know, and here's the other part of the problem. OK, so it'd be like, well, of course, I'm not going to let that happen. Well, it's not that easy. Can you just threaten to kill family members or even strangers? Who you don't want at your place. You see, this is a very, very hard situation.
2: Well, and in this current environment where we have defunding the police and anyone who lawfully defends himself with a firearm is put under immediate legal scrutiny and is the bad guy first. That's a really different environment that we have now compared to twenty eighteen. if mm-hmm. we have if you have a gang coming to your door, you defend yourself, you're going to jail first,
0: yeah, well, that assumes there's rule of law. And yeah. I think to be honest in the scenarios we're talking about, it's going to be without rule of law, well, but it's still pretty, it's, it's pretty gonna be dynamic a right now, yeah. yeah so you need to given this this conundrum of life or death stakes, and what you need to do in our opinion is be extremely firm with people, and yes, maybe even turn them away. We're going to leave it vague. You need to work out these hard choices now before the people show up. And now while you're not hungry and scared and sleep deprived like you will be in the collapse, we all know that any one of those three factors really degrades your decision-making ability. You add all three of them together, You're in no position whatsoever to make extremely important decisions. So you need to do it now. And it also takes time to work through the morals of this problem. I know, and Shelby knows, because it took us a long time to work through the morals of this problem. So you need to take the time to work it out now. And you need to work it out now and not when your friendly coworker is knocking on the door and you're trying to figure this out for the first time. Another point to make is that non preppers are the problem here. If somebody is squared away, if they're a squared away prepper, they're not a problem. Now that doesn't mean they get into your place because you still need to know that you can get along with them and that they're not a snitch or something like that. And when I say snitch, they're not going to blab their mouths to the neighbors. They're not going to blab their mouths to the gangs. If the gangs threaten them and those sorts of things, they're not going to do that. And they're not going to blab their they're not going to blab that you have food to the authorities who are perhaps enforcing anti, air mock quotes hoarding laws, or just the police—let's be honest, the police or the national guard—are like a gang themselves. It could happen. It probably will happen in some places. So, just because they're squared away and have stuff, is is one important prerequisite, but it is not the end of the story. And I think Shelby, you have something to say I about do. that. I do. I
2: think there's some. Some of the aspects that have changed since our 2018 show. First of all, one really good piece of news is that COVID preppers, people became preppers because of COVID and because of their and they still are. What's what's cool about that, not because of the circumstance, what's cool is that and we talked about and had a whole show about it last fall. Uh, polls were telling us that mm-hmm. people are prepping not only because of COVID and future lockdowns, but because of uh, political unrest it's
0: before the election, before
2: the election. Now we're in riot season. So political unrest and people are prepped and prepared for that. So one good little piece. Well, of they're news.
0: taking first steps. Not a lot of them are full <laughs> right, prepped, fully but were, prepped, but they're thinking right. about it. I agree with right. that.
2: And they've and they well, they. The poll told us they're taking steps mm-hmm. and they're buying food in preparation for, which I think is good news. Now, are mm-hmm. they fully prepped and ready, ready to go? No. But they're thinking that way instead of I'm going to go to Aunt Betsy's house and take over her cellar. You know, that, that's good news. So,
0: yeah, no, I, I, I that.
2: Now, the bad news is, is that we have political unrest happening that is making, if, making it that much more important and that much more
0: it's it's quickening Oof. the schedule yes. the the pace of the collapse and it's making these problems that might present themselves weeks or months or years from now instead of decades from now.
2: And those folks that are in your family in the last year or two that have become preppers, that are starting to get on board with this, I think as we talk, you'll hear us talk about, you know, working out that relationship, working out the agreement, Mm -hmm. that will be an easier conversation to have than it did in 2018, where it's like, no, you're not coming over. And I'm really serious. Right.
0: I can tell, you know, from this that You're slightly more positive, which is fair.
2: Slightly, but not much. And
0: I'm more in the camp of putting guns in people's faces. And And I don't want to do that. And that's always been the
2: case, though. And I don't want to do that. Glenn and I, yeah.
0: You know, non-preppers view you as their ticket to saving their lives and their kids' lives. And they will be very, very angry if you say no. So you need to lose normalcy bias. We talked about that in the last show. We're going to standardize our pronunciation to normalcy because one person didn't like it when we said normalcy and normalcy. Anyway, you need to lose your normalcy bias about these people being nice like they are in peacetime. Um, You need to lose that. So here's an important topic, and that is, is, is it the Christian thing to do to either give away your preps or withhold your preps? My position on this, and I'm going to ask Shelby her position on this in a moment, my position is that it it is not the Christian thing to do. You're, you have no obligation as a Christian just to give away your stuff willy-nilly. Now, you do have a duty, in my opinion, to do what you can. Emphasis on the word can. So if you have a bunch of stuff and you're not sharing it just to be a jerk, not cool. God is not happy by that. I don't think many people, short of millionaires living in bunkers, have so much stuff that they can help everybody that's going to come along. So I think it's going to be very rare for somebody to be in that position. You do not, in my opinion, have a duty to put your family in a starvation position or get them killed for food because some family member or stranger blabbed to a gang, and you have food. Every single person coming to you had a chance to prepare on their own but chose to spend their time and money on earthly pleasures. Does God want to reward them for that by starving the hardworking preppers who heeded his warnings in the Bible to prepare? In, you know, just so grasshoppers could have another few weeks of food because it'll go fast. In my opinion, you don't owe anyone anything. Help where you can and that's it. Shelby, what are your thoughts? That's a pretty harsh position it is. I've it's, taken.
2: It's a harsh position and I softly agree with it. I it just makes me think to the to the episodes where we've had Forrest Garvin on mm-hmm. and the Christian the Christian's guide to being a prepper. God calls us to be prepared for what he has to come. And when he says that time and time and time again in his word, every time he doesn't say you need to prepare. For, he only did it to Jonah, and even then, not Jonah, uh, no, uh, the Ark guy, Noah. Um, the Ark guy. The Ark guy. <laughs> he said, Yeah, go build an Ark. Why? I don't know. And he never said why. He just, God gave them as little information along the way is mm-hmm. to keep him going. Because he
0: knows us humans will try to overthink it and we'll yeah, come up with right. our own dumb and we'll ideas. We'll
2: manipulate it and we're human beings, and, 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 and. He tells us to be prepared for what he has coming for us, period.
0: Yeah, that's We it. are
2: called as Christians to be prepared, not to sit around and play on our phones and and look up what the Kardashians are up to. I'm being facetious, but you know what I mean. We're also called to be charitable. And that honestly is, and you've talked about that. And uh, I just think that it's one of those, that's your it's judgment. Call, it's your judgment call. But in that charity, it does not call for us to sacrificially Make it so that our family has a hardship. So, real quick, I want to give a quick shout out to one of our great sponsors, Backwoods Home Magazine. Go to their website, Backwoods Home, use the coupon code SIX OFF at check in to get $6 off your subscription to a great, great publication that is great for prepping, great for homesteading, great for, great for, great for.
0: And I'm gonna do one quick shout out to our good friends at New Mana, freeze-dried foods, bulk foods, N-U-M-A-N-N-A. Use the coupon code code, PREP, P-R-E-P, lowercase. We found out it's lowercase and you'll get 10% off. This is a great way to get those deep preps. They last for 25 years to have that be your anchor on your deep preps and then all the other food preps you do can do at grocery stores and cash and carries, and you can grow your own and you can freeze dry. Them, but you need that anchor. Yep. Freeze dried specialty
2: things, organic, gluten free, non, yeah,
0: GMO, all that kind of stuff. Well, in the next segment, we're going to pick up on the pre-collapse uh, parts of this and the post-collapse parts of this when people come to your house. So stick around because that's an important distinction.
1: More of prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com.
0: Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it. Make solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. Katie Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT.
1: When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple-to-install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code prepping2.0. It's all one word.
2: Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps.
1: Yeah, this is
0: Glenn Tate here. A lot of times, the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love new mana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available
2: new mana comes in family style portions and in bulk this is not backpacking food it's family meals that last for at least 25 years the perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering
0: you can get a sample of new mana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself you will be amazed
2: prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code prep
0: go to newmana.com or click the link on the prepping 2.0 website
2: Give it a try, numana.com. That is N U M A N N A dot com.
0: com, PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com.
1: Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome
0: back, everybody. We're talking about when people say, oh, I'm going to come to your house in a collapse. And I mentioned at the end of the first segment that there is a pre-collapse and a post-collapse aspect to this problem. And what I mean by that is, there are different considerations when you're tackling this problem, and it is a big problem, and you need to think about it a lot. You need to pray, and you need to be a good person when you think about this. And I don't want to come across very flippantly and aggressively as stick guns in people's face. That's not me.
2: Every situation is different. This is really mm-hmm. your judgment call. Yeah.
0: And and call on God to give you, the yes. Holy Spirit in particular, to give you the wisdom to handle this correctly because you don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. So. Um, the pre-collapse situation, here we go with this, as the term implies, this is dealing with this problem, <laughs> pre-collapse, and it's far better to do it, pre-collapse.
2: Well, and pre-collapse, let us just make sure we understand, it is before things are just, you know, no out of, rule, control. Out, out of control. We're
0: in the collapse now, there's You're no question. We're
2: in it, but it's still pre-collapse because Every person out there still has the opportunity Mm -hmm. right now. Just like it's an equal opportunity. Everyone has the opportunity to prep. There's still food in stores and
0: and the money hasn't been inflated away. So anyone can do this. And that's the key thing. Let me define the problem with an example. The example is my former friend, Hmm. Brian. At the time, he was a friend. Brian is a nice guy. Worked with Brian. And um he's a conservative. He's not, you know, some BLM type guy. And he just, for a variety of reasons, well, I'll tell you what the reasons were. He didn't want to prep because, he, you know, a couple of reasons. One, he realized he didn't need to prep because his good old buddy Glenn was gonna take care of everything for him is what I think he thought. The other thing was he didn't want to spend the time and the money, and since his wife was totally opposed to this, and all his friends were. They would have laughed at him. He didn't want to uh, experience the social ostracization. So he didn't do any of this prepping. He enjoyed football, wine parties, and spending time with his wife. And that's all cool. But he was given, because I suggested it over a period of years, numerous times. By the way, he had to know that I was a prepper for reasons that aren't important here. So it's not like I'm just like walking up to a guy you know, and saying, okay, I'm a prepper. So he had to know, you know, I had to include him. So he had to know. So he didn't take any of this seriously. And he just thought I would do it. And he did this thing. I call it the nervous laughter thing. And I bet a lot of listeners have had this happen to them where somebody will do this nervous laughter thing where they go. Haha, so, you know, ha-ha, when stuff falls apart, you know, hey, he- he- he. am I overdoing the nervous laughter? A little I think bit, I am. it sounds kind of
2: girly. And In I know this. him. It's no, I mean, yeah, he's annoying, but that's not yeah. his laugh.
0: They just would be like, so I can come to your house. Right. And and. Then he would. What he was doing was he was leveraging this friendship. Friendship, yeah. And he realized he hadn't been prepping, and now he's scared, and he's desperate for a solution. I'm his ticket. So, how did I handle that situation? Well, quite honestly, I should have nipped that in the bud earlier on than I did. But at some point, when I was particularly angry with him, and I'll tell you where I came up with this, these examples of football, wine parties, and spending time with his wife. He approached me on a Monday. On a Sunday, the day before, I was looking on his Facebook page, and he was watching football. I wasn't. I was at the cabin inventorying food. He went to a wine party, and he was hanging out with his wife and having a good time. So that was Sunday. Then the next day, after I've worked my butt off all Sunday, buying and inventorying food out at the cabin, he has the gall to do this whole, hey, I'll come over to your house thing. So, yes.
2: And I'm going to jump in here. He also knew... What kind of strife your prepping was causing, mm-hmm. and with he with my first wife, with your first wife, and he knew. And the wives are very similar. The wives are good and they friends, talk, they're good and friends. they talk. He didn't want that strife, so he's purposely, in my mind, you can correct me if I'm wrong, not prepping because he
0: he knows what the brick wall that'll fall yeah, down upon. Yeah, him.
2: he knows this. The the chagrin, the
0: mild word for it, the.
2: the Nastiness that will come from wife for doing such craziness, blah, 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 blah. So he's, he's not going to do that. But now he's going to uh, ride along on your coattails. It's absolutely galling that he did this.
0: Yes. So here's the solution I came up with. And before I tell you the specific solution, which I think is a darn good one, I'm going to be honest with you. It's been effective. Mm-hmm. I want to lay out a little bit more of the principle behind my solution. In this thing, in this topic, you need to be crystal doggone clear, crystal clear that he's not coming over. If that's a decision you make, and in this situation, it darn sure should have been the g- decision you made. You need to be absolutely crystal clear. There's no room for ambiguity here because people like him who want to think that they can just just leech off of you yeah. in the worst of times and take food quite literally off your family's table. He, he will take any ambiguity as a yes, because he's desperate and he wants to believe it and leverage it too, and leverage it. So here's specifically what I did. And I, I think I'm a humble guy, but you're not going to think so after I say the following sentence, this was doggone brilliant. And this is what I think you ought to do. Candidly, when when you're in a situation like this, where it's a heck no techno, you're not coming over. I gave him the June 2010 talk. And yes.
2: Well, and let me jump in there. He, he said this to you more than once. Yeah. He
0: It had been building.
2: He had been coming to you periodically saying, I'm coming to your house, right? <laughs>
0: you do nervous laughter better than I do. I knew. do,
2: too. Um, it's, a thing, it's, it's a spinoff of Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Mm, but mm-hmm. um, he was not letting it go. and He
0: wanted me to say, yeah, you wanted, can come over. And he's
2: pushing. So I just want to make sure you know that that's Yeah, happening. so that's the
0: scenario. So yes. the solution I'm about to come up with, the June 2010 talk, as I call it, is only reserved for cases like this. But anyway, consider it, because I think it's... It's a really good way to go. I said to him, it was June 2010, as you can tell. I said, no, you can't come to my place. Why would I let you enjoy your time, money and energy on other stuff and just come and take my stuff? I said, I only have enough stuff for a few months for my family. Why would I cut that in half for your family? What are you bringing to the table? And I, and I pointed my finger at him, which is a very rude thing to do. And I looked him directly in the eye. It was, it was a little aggressive. And I can get this tone, this grit and not trying to brag. I can scare people. I don't even know that I'm doing it. I, I can frighten people with this. And I looked at him and I pointed my scariest face. And I said, it is June 2010. Remember this conversation. When you come to my cabin and expect all this stuff, remember that I told you no. And remember why I told you no. And remember that I told you that you have every same chance that I have to get prepared now. It's not too late. So when you come by, I'm going to remind you of this conversation. And you should remember this conversation and not even come by. Those are extremely direct and harsh words. I'm, I'm doing the finger pointing at right. Shelby across the was, table here in the studio, and I'm He's scaring doing, her. He,
2: you're, you're not. I know. Um, what was his response to that Mr. Tate?
0: Nervous laughter. <laughs> and he was starting to get it. And then I said this because he came back at me again. He was still he uh, He's pressing I'm, it. I'm his ticket to saving his right. family's life. Of course he's going to like give it one more try. So he gives it one more try and he said, "What are you going to do? Like shoot us?" And I said, "Well, not all of you, just you." And I said, "Tell your family if you come and I tell you one more time to get to get away." I'm going to tell your family to turn around so they can't see what's about to happen and to cover their ears because I'm going to shoot you. And he, he, no more nervous laughter. When somebody that thinks of you as a friend says, I'm going to shoot you. That's that's he a thing. He has
2: had now since that conversation, <laughs> almost 11 years. Yes. To prep.
0: And he hasn't. Uh-uh. And he's in a situation, I'll leave it vague. Where the left is out to get the guy, he's he's going to be one of the first ones on the Antifa target list, and he hasn't done anything. Now, it was selfish 1.0, right? We are always talking about 1.0 and 2.0. It was selfish 1.0 for him to try to leech off of me. But you know what was really selfish? You know what was selfish 2.0 and was one step higher on the selfishness scale? He put me in a position to have to tell him that I'm going to shoot him in front of his family. That is a terrible thing to impose upon me. That is extraordinarily selfish. And I should not be put in that nope. position. Nobody should. And so these people that do this thing, this leveraging friendships and they don't prep and all this other stuff, please listen to my words, listener. They are being extremely selfish. It's more than they're just trying to use you. They are being ungodly selfish. And you need to look at it. That way. Now, mm-hmm. Shelby has an approach to this problem from her books. It involves a word I don't like, but go ahead and describe <laughs> it's it. It's
2: not a bad word.
0: No, it's not a bad word. It's just here's jarring a, to my ears. A,
2: a negotiate. So That's the
0: word I don't like.
2: Some, uh, plan yeah. is maybe a better okay. word. Somebody comes to you like, and, and here's a good example. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to give names, but somebody last summer uh, during the fires um, hey, if some if we need to bug out, can we come to your place? And here's the thing about fires. Typically there's a <laughs> they're vacuum. Put they're put out and you can return to your home. And so I said to that person, because I get I, I this this sort of episode comes, you know, sends up all the red flags. And I said to that person, you can come for two weeks and that's it. After that, we do not have the resources for you. And you need to bring supplies, and we we planned it out a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you to laid me, out expectations; you out were very, very clear. clear expectations. Another good example, y'all know my my. I talk about my father every now and then. He is my inspiration for my character Floyd in my books, and he and I have a very close relationship. He lives on the East Coast. And he lives in a, a, a hurricane path. And he has a close friend that lives down the coast from him that's in a hurricane path. It's, the whole East Coast is a hurricane path. And they've worked out and planned out hey, if
0: they've negotiated,
2: they've negotiated the plan hey, if there's something headed towards you, you can come here and vice versa. <clears throat> so plan, especially when you have these kind of short, like, especially natural disasters mm-hmm. or arson, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that that are they're short seasons it's not like a permanent collapse to like once this whole thing collapses then it's going to be the rest of our lives i get that but this is when you negotiate it i also think they're they make for good little dry runs let's test out some of our our, our preparedness here mm-hmm. but just plan it out negotiate it out and then you do have in the midst of all this, then there's the hard nose. look. No, I can't, we don't have the room. We don't have the resources. Other, we've already provided for somebody else. You don't even have to give a reason why. I think it's that's just being kind. But no, we already have people that are that are evacuating to our place. It's we're not available. Sorry. However, in those moments, it's also time to give good advice. Look, this is, I think about some other people I've talked to. It's like no, I, I need a bug out location. I'm like, well, I can't be it. You need to plan this out, especially if you live in a blue city. You need to have six or eight bug out locations and Airbnb ain't in. Not
0: necessarily own them, just like plans. Like
2: plan, like, yeah, friends, family, yeah. locations you can go to for a, a short to extended period of time and plan it and negotiate it. Now, that person came to me early COVID Mm -hmm. with, I don't know what to do. I don't have any locations. I'm like, then you need to start making phone calls and start. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, that person now has eight locations.
0: Yeah. And this is great because that person is worthy of this because they actually did the work. So if you're considering letting somebody in for whatever reason, it may be, we'll get into evaluating that in a moment, but you're considering letting them in. This is Glenn and Shelby's advice to you. Tell them your expectations. You must be crystal clear. You should write them down and send them to this person, an email will work, so they can't claim later on that they misunderstood. Is that a little legalistic? And yeah, it is. We're talking life and death stuff. You can't leave this Mm -hmm. stuff to chance. Please remember, these people are desperate. You're their ticket to saving their life, and they're going to take everything you say and turn it into what they want to hear. And you can't just count on them being the nice peacetime people they are now.
2: And, and and my kind of ticket in all of this too is if I know them to not be preparedness minded, I kind of don't want them. Well, we've already we've yeah. already kind of hit on that, but I'm thinking about my friend that I worked out these plans with. They're preparedness minded. I don't mind, yeah, because I, I know they'll bring resources. They will come with a helpful heart, yes, and they will come and what can we do to help and make it so that our this isn't vacation for us. This is we're here to be evacuated, but not mooch, which is. Huge, Right. So um, when they need to show up with stuff, if you're going to come, uh, this you're, you're not saying in an Airbnb at our house, bring some of your food supplies, bring some of your clothing, bring some of firearms. your uh, firearms, bring some of those things um, that will make it so that we're all safe.
0: And here's the thing. We don't expect somebody who isn't really a prepper to show up with a year's worth of food. First of all, what do you what do you steal a semi truck and load it in that? I mean, how do you even get it there? This is like. <laughs> Good faith. This is like earnest money. If they can show up with a little bit of stuff, that indicates a preparedness heart. And that indicates someone you can work with. So it's not just about the stuff. It's a test to see if they'll do this. There's another very easy way to do this. It both tests people and makes sure there are supplies for them waiting for them. Ask them to to give you a hundred bucks a month. We just made up that number, mm-hmm. by the way. I don't know what the correct number is. Hundred bucks a month, so you can buy stuff for them, and they'll have it here when they get here. Now, if they're not willing to do that, and most are not, then you've got a pretty good indication that they really want to leech off of you. They're not trying to solve a problem. You know, if somebody who's got the setup and they got the defensive structure and they've got the place and they've got the water treatment and they got all this stuff says. I need 100 bucks a month and I'm going to buy food for you. And by the way, if, you know, you, you don't use it or whatever, we'll give it back to you. We're not trying this isn't like renting anything. This is like I need your money in advance cuz I'm not going to spend my 100 dollars a month to take care of you. If they can't do that, You guys, they're worthless. They're worthless. And it's a great way to vet people.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Another thing related to this, if you're considering letting someone in and either they or usually what it is, is a spouse or whatever, you know, it's the extended. Like, you know, one person and they want to bring four people, which is a problem in and of itself. But it's maybe not your friend, but maybe it's the extended thing. If anyone in that group that is considering coming is even slightly lazy now. They'll be lazy in the collapse because there's going to be a lot of physical work that needs to be done. There's going to be a lot of long days because there's going to be a lot of patrolling at night for bad guys. So you will lose your mind seeing them on the couch all day long while well, you've just been up for a 20 hour day of patrolling and canning peaches, you will lose your mind. The strife will be immediate. You will be under stress. You might be hungry. You might. Well, 20 hours a day, you're going to be sleep deprived yep. and you're going to tear into these people and it's going to cause all kinds of problems. And and later on in a few minutes, we're going to hear what some of the problems are when you let somebody in and then you have to kick them out and they are life and death problems. So um, there's that, you know, another thing, Shelby, talk about how guests will go through preps oh. incredibly quickly because this is a thing nobody ever thinks about. Yeah, th-
2: I mean, think about how much your family, you and your kids or whoever's in your household go through food. Just double that. Especially
0: if, with a lot of manual work that's yeah, being done. You're going to yeah. eat twice kids, the calories you normally you, do. And,
2: and when you throw in kids and all that, if you uh, say you're a family of four, another four, a family of four come, just double that. That means if you have parsed it out and planned it out Our family of four has six months' worth of preps for food. You now have three.
0: Yeah, and if you invite eight people.
2: You're down down to six weeks. Now you're in trouble. Now you're in serious trouble. Because
0: six weeks is problematic. You're like, hey, six weeks, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, it is. That is not enough time for your gardening to come online. By the way, you can't eat like radishes for the next year, so gardening is only a partial solution. (laughs) Excuse me. The six weeks is not going to be enough time to get the gardening in or to harvest enough game or fish. So that's what stored food is all about, is getting you through the period until you can be sufficient without food. Maybe you're bartering for food. Maybe some food's available. It's to get you past it. So if you give away all your stuff because you're being nice, now you're all dead. Not just you, not just them. You're all dead. And all you've done in this scenario, this six-week scenario, you've opened your door, but all you've done is... You've postponed the inevitable for the people who showed up with nothing. You've posed. You've you've given them six more weeks of life and you have taken your family's life. Is that a good trade for the unprepared to get six more weeks of living? And you, the prepared who could have made it through this, y'all end up dying to give them six months of what? Does this make sense to anybody? You got to think of it very coldly, very calculatingly. You need to use math. If you've got enough for a year, you start dividing it up. It's going to go quickly. Everyone's going to get end up dead. And you know what? In our wonderful, peaceful, not so peaceful anymore world we normally don't have to have conversations like if you're nice to people you'll all end up dead that is not something we normally have to talk about in peacetime america but it's something you need to think about when do you need to think about it shelby now exactly the
2: other thing that you run the risk of in all of this whenever you allow somebody in your door is you run the risk of having a snitch
0: yeah more people equals more chances for snitches. We and, all know what snitches are. And, They're people that and tattle.
2: And that can be to the cartels. It can be to the gangs. It can be depending on be depending the, neighbors, on neighbors. the cops. And, and, and snitches come in. And, and the ramifications to that are,
0: <laughs>
2: you know, if you if you have a corrupt police force or no police force and you have gun, gangs running, it, it can't. Any number of threats.
0: It's not just you losing your food. Right. The gangs will steal your food. And then maybe kill you. torture you. And then kill you. Maybe rape you. And then they'll kill you. And so you've lost on a Everything. variety of levels just because you were being nice. All
2: of the things you just prepared against yeah. are completely gone because one person was a snitch.
0: This this is why I said at the beginning of the show that I think preppers not thinking enough about who to let in and who to exclude is the number one thing that is gonna get preppers killed. It's not water treatment, it's not that you don't have enough guns, it's not radiation, it's not any of these other things that we all fixate on. It is letting people in who you should have kept out because you couldn't make the hard decisions. This show is your sign. Start thinking about it now and take it extremely seriously. Life and death, you cannot get this wrong.
2: And that's part of your negotiation, your planning, pre-planning. Okay, especially if it's in true collapse situation where there's no rule of law, gangs, blah, blah, blah. blah. It's not just evacuating because of a hurricane. Yeah, That's part of the planning. If you come, cell phones get turned off, cell phones get left behind.
0: Yeah. Uh, right. People that, first of all, if you show up with a cell phone, you've already compromised our position. You tell, and this is the negotiation thing, like you were saying on, I want those cell phones in, in a tub of water. I want them completely destroyed. I want them smashed with a hammer. When you show up, I want to see, number one, no cell phones. But number two, if you do have a cell phone, I need to see it dripping wet and inoperable or smashed to pieces. And even then,
2: yeah, that may not be enough. So, again, going back to what that can cause, um, have as many people as possible in your household or mutual assistant group in on the decision to let someone in making it. Then we're talking about community. That's what I love is that we're now getting into to the community. That way the emotions of a single person does not decide this this emotional decision. And I had some of this in my books. Yeah you did. It was great. Great. When you have this this loser brother that that um can pull at the heartstrings of somebody, and it's like, no, he will come here, and he has a track record of this, and it is hard. It is hard when it's a family member, for Pete's sake. So, um, I really address on this because people who, su- if people suck the life out of you now, oh, oh my goodness, they certainly are in a collapse or in evacuate. That's even more. in an evacuation sis- a situation. All right, we had to evacuate a fire. They're n- they're now evacuated in your house, and they're still here six months later. That happens all the time.
0: Yeah, and to, and back to the the minimally prepared people. Yeah, don't automatically assume that a minimally prepared person is an asset unless they have as much stuff as you do. They're a net drain on your assets now, on your hard earned preps. Now, if they are minimally prepared, that is still a good sign, and it shows that their heart is in the right place and their mind is in the right place. So. They're better than a non-prepared person, like a lot better, and and maybe maybe you let them in. The point is, is don't automatically assume that somebody shows up with a handgun and 50 rounds and and a case of MREs, and that somehow – Oh, because you want to let them in because they're tugging at your heartstrings. Don't be fooled by a minimal amount of preps. There need to be a variety of other indicators that they're going to be good to let in other than just some token amount of stuff. And that's
2: where my I'm going to go back to the hopefulness that I talked about at the beginning of the show. I feel like and it's strictly a feeling. That those who might have been on the fence prepping, the covid preppers, there's there's fewer and fewer minimally prepped people out there because mm-hmm. of what we've gone through with 2020. So and I think we, we should cut
0: it off yeah. there. We're going to take it into the after show. But first, you're going to tell some folks. We're going to tell all the folks about My great some sponsors. Of our yeah, uh, Katie
2: Armour, C-A-T-I stands for Come and Take It Armour. They specialize in steel body plates encourage you to consider doing that especially in this dynamic right season 2021 that we're going into uh check them out at our website prepping2-0.com over on the friends and affiliates page uh, use the coupon code grant at check and you'll get 10% off another cool one We've talked about this quite a bit is our realtor friend Jared Savick. I got to find my quick little reference sheet here Well, I know it. he and his lovely wife are wonderful preppers um, Themselves they know what it takes to create a good Property or develop one that you want to customize yourself. They are based in Kalispell, Montana But don't let that be what a limiting factor, right? Absolutely go to their website Seize the day Montana. Montana, sees the day mt they um, can contact them there they can help you get a location in town out of town or way out of town and tell them that glenn and shelby sent you another great one too is emp shield they have developed a device that will protect your device from an emp or coronal mass ejection um go to plug it
0: into like a car or a generator Mm -hmm. or your house and you're good to go.
2: Yep, go to our website, use the coupon code prepping2.0 at checkout and get $50 off whatever you purchase for each device.
0: So when we come back, we're going to finish up and we're going to talk about post collapse when people come to your house and the whole different set of problems that uh, there're more problems. It's the same problems but there are more of them. And then we're going to talk about speaking of Jared Savic, our awesome Red State-Realtors website and how that's going to help people find places. So Shelby, take us out with that
1: quote that is so good.
2: From Benjamin Franklin folks, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone.
1: You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.